When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to episode 78 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and in this workshop, Holly and I are talking about a load of running bits and pieces that have got us incensed recently. First up, spin classes, which we love, with seats made for men, which we hate. Who out there is going to make a bike seat that doesn't bruise our collective undercarriages? It seems ridiculous that in order to boost our cardiovascular health, we also have to bruise our vulvas. Second on the list is motivation. We talk about how to keep trucking in the face of race postponement and, thanks to a listener, ingenious ways we can get our mojo going again if we've fallen out of love with running a bit. Our big discussion point this issue, however, is stress incontinence, following on from a question I was asked at the National Running Show. We talk about how we need to normalise the conversation about it, as so many women can experience it, and it is particularly prevalent in women runners. But that doesn't mean we need to accept it as a fact of life. Yes, it's common, and that's why we need to talk about it, but it is not normal and it can be fixed. If you suffer from stress incontinence, do please go and speak to your GP who will be sympathetic and, in most cases, be able to suggest a way forward that will lessen the symptoms or stop them altogether. Now, let's talk about weeing. Today's episode is brought to you by Yo Valley Kefir, lovingly made with only the best organic British milk and 14 distinctive strains of lactic cultures for maximum gut flora diversity. Creamy and lightly tangy, it literally packs billions of live bacteria in every spoonful. Available in natural, mango and passion fruit, blueberry and strawberry flavours, the daily boost you need to try is in the yoghurt aisle at all the major supermarkets. To find out more, head to yovalley.co.uk. 
If you enjoy this podcast, you will love Women's Running Magazine. Right now, you can become a member of Women's Running Plus, which includes a subscription to the magazine and tons of great benefits for just $9.99 every three months, saving a third off the cover price. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter Feb 22 WR Pod at the checkout. Where do you do your spin? I was going to ask you that yesterday ah. um, at the Bath Pavilion one, the the big gym. Better, oh, that, I think it's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's good. I like it. It's nice. I yeah. think it, there's a lot of people, and I went before Christmas, and it was quite chill, and it has been freaking me out a little bit since since coming back after Christmas in January. Mm. I've I've not been very COVID conscious but I don't know a lot of sweaty people everybody pushed up quite close next to each other on those bikes has just made me a bit like yeah fair enough it's it's good I like the classes are they is it do you have lots of people in them yeah yeah Mm, oh really 2030 25 wow oh so I did a lot mine yesterday lunchtime was YMCA and there were five Mm. of us Oh, that's so lush. It was really nice. I, I loved that. It. it was so nice. And the, the instructor was lovely, really, really nice bloke. And I'd forgotten because I've been, I've been doing boot camps for, um, we've started really, haven't we? That's just so we've we've started. Start, let's do this because yeah. I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because I've been doing boot camps for like years and years and years. And, um, and this week, uh, for, for some reason, um, my bootcamp instructor hasn't been running her bootcamps. So I've just been looking on, because I'm a member of Move GB, I've been looking for other things to do on my non-running mm. days. And so, yeah, so d- decided to do spin yesterday. And I'm going to keep it up. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I love it. I think it's such a nice thing to do as well for runners as a bit of cross-training. Like I've been mm. feeling a bit guilty this week, as I will... To confess shortly about <laughs> the amount of running that I've done I missed my first training session that I would usually have on like Tuesday I just yeah. didn't do it this week and so doing this spin class is quite a nice way to feel like I'm I don't know I just I feel like I'm shaking it up a bit but I don't I don't feel guilty that I haven't done any running that my only run this week will be my long run because it feels like a really beneficial thing to be doing I don't kind of feel like oh you know that was probably good for my you know back or something but mm. I if with the spinning I feel like god I'm talking so much shite this morning you're not but it feels it feels you're like right. it should yeah it feels like running doesn't it you know? Yeah, yeah, it feels like right, but also um, in terms of like cardio and endurance, yeah. I mean, it's right up there, and and spin particularly, as opposed to just having a little amble about on a bike kind of thing, spin particularly. God, my God, that I, I'd forgotten that when I do spin after it takes it takes a bit, and 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 you know, as previously discussed, I am a massive sweater, but mm. it it takes about. Uh, you know it's seven or eight minutes because uh, I'm dry as a bone for seven or eight minutes and then it's like there's a fountain at the top of my head it really is <laughs> it's such a sweaty sport isn't it's it brilliant I love that 
I love it. I need to bring my towel today, actually, yeah. mm. um, because I forgot last time. I quite like having a little flannel. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's embarrassing as well, isn't it? Because, you know, you look around the, the side of the bike. Well, I say you. One looks around the side of one's bike and sees the mm. amount of splatter, sweat splatter. It's disgusting. But Oh, yeah. Know. I was next to a bloke last week who had to mop the floor up after himself. <laughs> that's me but you I see? kind that's of me. love it oh also I saw I had, yeah. I should have said something to her I didn't have time because I was late for the session and then needed to dash off back to work afterwards mm. but the woman that I was sat I was on a bike next to last week when I went had mm. this mum runs top on oh I know nice. I really I'm... wanted to say something to her but she was oh. she was working her socks off she looked knackered <laughs> she this was really spins. putting her all in <laughs> oh, good for this mum spins <laughs> yeah so tell me about your running then so what's been going on the last couple of weeks yeah I mean I have I'm not gonna lie I have found the whole move of the bath half very psychologically even though we've chatted mm. about training and we know how it affects things it really is making it difficult to kind of get up and out there because yeah. I had a plan and I was on a mission and now I feel a little bit like slightly lost, but I've just been kind of maintaining. Yeah, I suppose because, I mean, now I'm starting to feel, I had my first night last night of going, oh God, it's actually quite, it's it's not too, not too far away now, is it? (laughs) That made me kind of have a bit of a kick up the arse. But the last couple of weeks, it's just April has felt so long away when we were still slogging through January that it made it really, really difficult to motivate myself to do the long running. So I've mm-hmm. not really been building on my mileage. I've just been sticking around about kind of five, six miles for my long runs. Yeah. Um, and then doing things like spinning and a sort of gentle 5K plod in my week. Mm. Though, as I said, I skived my my 5K plod this week. Um, <laughs> but, um, but that's kind of generally what I've been doing. And, um, you know, that's fine. Yeah. But I did have my first thing last night of, shit, maybe I need to actually, like, start ramping this up and stop playing around with five miles. Yeah, Hall. Yeah, yeah, come on. Get your ass in gear. <laughs> maybe I'll try and do seven <laughs> this weekend then. It's just, it's all slightly messed up my maths that I think uh, yeah. I'm working to, I think next, I think this week should be seven. Yeah. In oh, terms have of the a- amount of weeks out I am from Berlin. Yeah, well, just just have a look at the calendar. I like doing this. Six again, maybe six again. Six again would be fine. Do you know? I I do. I love having our podcast chats on a because we're doing this on a Friday, which is um, I love doing. I love when we do this on a Friday. I love doing on Friday because it is a calmer day. It's in terms of Mm. you know less meetings, feels less intense, and 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 for me, what I can do is because this always provokes me into going back like when we finished and having a look at my calendar, like li- just a calendar and, and reminding myself of where I am and where I need to be um, and what I need to kind of add in during the week kind of thing. So um, I'm going to do that immediately yeah. when we get off this. And just Yeah, kind of... I'll do the same thing. It's silly that I haven't done that yet. I think it was all yeah. such a sort of, it all happened in a bit of a of WhatsApp messages, basically. I was yeah. finding out that the bath half had been postponed. Yeah. So I didn't, go straight into my calendar and shift my long runs about and stuff so I, I'll, I sh- I'll do that afterwards I shall yeah. do that afterwards good for you good for you <laughs> <laughs> tell me about yours though mine mine's just kind of not masses to report 
kind of just keeping on maintaining and then mm-hmm. the only thing of note really is just my psychological effect yeah that the the that the moving of the bath half has had and I knew it would it's just yeah. made me be a bit of a lazy old so-and-so so I no, need not to lazy. Not remember lazy. that I am still pushing towards a goal yeah I think I god I think it really is um <sighs> Even that, just that little shunt, and it's only two months, isn't it? But two months is is kind of a world away when it comes yeah. to half marathon training. Two months, like if we were training for a marathon and we had, suddenly had an additional two months, we'd be like, yay! But because it's I a know. half marathon, it's like, oh, God. It was like, oh, but hang on, I was already doing five or six miles on my weekend runs, mm. my long runs. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be having to run 11 miles for like four or five weeks straight if I keep going yeah, at this I rate. Know. And you know, it's really yeah. interesting. I was, I was talking to um, uh, Hannah, the runner, and um, I was looking at some of the posts that she was doing and she was really quite cross about it because I think um, there was, I mean, they're trying to, you know, I, I've no idea kind of the pressures they were under and stuff, but there was a post that sort of said, you know, uh, we're, we're hoping that, that that we we've kind of adjusted this before you started doing all your long runs kind of thing and and Hannah quite rightly said you know for for a lot of people that take on a half marathon they don't just look at a kind of eight week or 12 week training plan you know because because they're starting from a, a lot of people running a half marathon are potentially starting from zero and yeah so she, she's been um training people to run the half marathon from last autumn you know getting them up to a nice yeah. kind of base so kind of the the additional two months because it because it, it can you know if you've never done a half marathon before or if you come back to running after a long time or whatever training for a half marathon training for any kind of long race it it takes all this it takes so much time out of your day. Yeah. It takes so much kind of motivation. You need to kind of build that motivation it up. It really does. All Lots of your of weekends suddenly revolve around which night can I not have a social thing on or something so that I can get yeah. up the next morning and do my long run? How can I childcare? Like whatever people might have yeah. that means yeah. that they've got to shift around. Because it, you know, if that was my main thing is that a I'm worried about injury but Mm. b I'm worried just about like maintaining that like I think I'd just crash and I wouldn't keep it up that if I just kept on my schedule I had before and reached 11 miles and then decided to just kind of upkeep that until the until the um, Berlin half I would Mm. be doing it yeah I think it would be for about five weeks if I had a taper week I'd be doing 11 miles and then like I'm not that's two hours two and a half hours potentially out of my morning I know, I know. I'm not going to do that every weekend for a month just because they've shifted the yeah the half. I, I will probably injure myself and if not give up running forever because I hate it <laughs> after doing that <laughs> oh god don't do that yeah so it's um yeah I, it, it does it is a big thing I, I've been um I've been really lucky, actually. So mm. my running's been going quite well. Um, I'm touching some laminate here in the hope that that's the same mm. as touching one. Um, uh, my running has been going quite well um, because – why because? Because, well, for, for, for like the very lucky reason that um, – so 
bath got postponed and within about mm. two weeks I was invited to run the Brighton half which is on the 27th of Feb so that's in yeah um, that's true that's really nice actually isn't it yeah so so um bath half was supposed to be kind of early early March um and I was kind of uh, I'd sort of forgotten yet again I'd kind of forgotten to train for it I was being all kind of finger wagging to you and I sort of you know got past Christmas like oh yeah I've I've got to do this too um so mm-hmm. I'd, I'd kind of started on that track and then um and I, I was feeling sort of okay about it and I was actually even doing hills and everything then it got postponed and then maybe a couple of weeks later I was invited to do the Brighton half um mm. and then I was and I I sort of said yes almost immediately and I, I think I spent like a day just sort of going, yay, that'd be nice. You know, my mum lives in Hove. I get to see her. Um, I'm sure she's going to furnish with me with, with, with loads of pasta the night before. And mm-hmm. um, it's going to be lovely. And da, 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 da. And then suddenly looked at the diary and just thought, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's just like three weeks away. It's just yeah. so close. So I was like, oh. I reckon you'll be able to smash it, though. Ah. I'm also touching laminate. Thank you. Yeah, mine's. <laughs> yeah, this this laminate desk from IKEA is. Yeah, I, I don't think it's seen this side of a tree <laughs> at any point in its life. Um, yeah, no, so I think, how do you? How have you gone about going? I've got th- right scenario. Yeah, very real for you. Maybe Do not it. necessarily yet for our <laughs> listeners, but you suddenly find yourself with three weeks before a half marathon yeah what are you, uh, how are you how are you how are you <laughs> well okay so it was so I, I was building from an okay um base to begin with so over Christmas I was a bit poorly over Christmas but I think I was kind of I was meandering around my long run was kind of like six, seven, eight, something like that. So I was building oh, from nice miles. So I was feeling I was feeling for mm-hmm. quite a nice um base really for the long run. But I wasn't really doing much more than plod, plod, plod in the week. Um but what's really helped before I knew any of this was gonna happen is that I was doing red January. And so my fitness were had gone up just a bit. So I was doing um, I would normally have done roughly three runs a week and I was doing regularly four runs a week in order to do mm. um, this run every day thing, except I wasn't running every day. I was just being active every day. So I was running four days a week. I was religiously doing my three boot camps and I was doing yoga. So I felt, so now at the beginning of February, I, I feel fitter, definitely fitter than I was kind of in November because I've just feel like I've been working on that so yeah when I said yes to Brighton I was I had that's what I had kind of parked kind of thing so then I just had to look it felt like I had to look at my long run and have a look at making sure that I was doing something a bit more technical during the week um so in the last couple of years that we've done kind of half marathons I've ideally wanted to run longer than a half marathon before I get to the half marathon so I've always wanted to aim for, I don't know, 14, 15, um, because usually I've been training for a marathon um, at the same time. So I just thought I'll, I'll go for that kind of longer distance. And then when it comes to running yeah. the half, I feel really confident about running 13 miles. I just think, oh, that's fine. I, can, I know I can do the mileage. And then I just aim for kind of a pace. 
Um, but this time for Brighton, I can't do that. I don't have enough time because my longest mm. run now has been 10. Um, oh, and that's I, great. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so I'm I'm just I just think about sort of clawing your way towards the distance. Oh, I'm god. not I'm not very good at thinking technically. <laughs> oh god, but it's just I just want to do it. I want to do it comfortably, and and yeah. I, in, in yeah. my head, my head is telling me I'm not going to feel comfortable unless I've run further than thirteen before I get to the start line, and. Um, I'm not going to be able to do that. I think I'm going to be able to do a 12. I'll be able to do 11, a 12. Mm. Uh, I might do 12 and a half or something. Um, and then I have a taper and then I mm. do it the week after that. And that, that's as far as I can do. So I'm just yeah. I'm going to try and do it. I've I've been saying it as much as I can to my mum. I'm just going to treat it as a long run. Um, yeah. And, and just yeah, do that. And you've run. You have run far more than 13 miles before so you know mm. you can it's not like that feeling of of this is the first time ever and am I just going to actually just sort of expire before I reach 13 <laughs> yeah. because I've never done it before you know you can totally times two um and you have as you said the best kind of probably the best base fitness level that you've had going into training for something like this base fitness level yeah yeah that's the one that sounds great <laughs> yeah let's let's call it that let's call it that and then and you've got and you're on about 10 miles three weeks out yeah yeah about that. I think you're smashing this Esther I do <laughs> unbiasedly think you're smashing it I think I think 13 is going to, if not easy, because it's never going to be easy, it's going to be relatively comfortable. And I suppose the nervous thing about trying to do 13, trying to cram 13 in before mm. is that you might injure yourself and then it might be nasty. Yeah, I know. I know. No, you're absolutely right. You're being very, very wise. I think um, I'll stick to my, I did, yeah, it was 10, right. Okay. Because you always know, don't you? I, I did 10.3. Mm -hmm. uh, last weekend I'm going to have to do my long run tomorrow rather than Sunday because of children's parties this is what you have to do <laughs> it's the, I know but all that kind of um shifting of things around so now I just I am worried about injury because I had to run I didn't have to run but I ran today and um and I'm gonna do my long run tomorrow so I'm worried about kind of cramming but um but yeah, yeah, but yeah, otherwise, otherwise it's feeling, it's feeling good. And like we said, yeah, I did that spinning class, which I absolutely loved. Um, yeah. And, I'm, I'm... and if you think about those spin classes, I might be making this up here, but <laughs> so the one I'm going to today, I think is about 50 minutes, 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. That's the equivalent of running about, I don't know, four and a half, five, five and a half, mm -hmm. depending on how how fast people are but for me probably the equivalent of running about four four and a half miles yeah. which is more than I'd run in my weekly run normally yeah I'd say it's quite comparable to covering about that amount of distance because your legs are moving yeah like in the in the same way they would if they'd be running like slightly faster but yeah oh god yeah I'm I'll for ask your... some scientists, but I reckon it's about a similar thing. <laughs> yeah, and I mean for your cardiovascular health, for your you know, for your for your cardio, for your heart health, for your that I'm saying the same thing three times over. Um, but for for your health generally, it's absolutely mm -hmm. for your endurance, it's fantastic. So 
Yeah. I'm really pleased that I've rediscovered it. I can't wait to go back next week. It's, it was really exciting. So fun. And I really yeah. like that it's major. I, I feel as well slightly empowered. I swear I've said this on the pod before, but sorry for being very dull. No, okay. But I like the fact that it it feels like something I can beat men at. Yeah. Like all the other <laughs> men I look at, I'm like, oh. And another slight unfair personal victory. Yeah. Often lots of very tiny little gorgeous slim people mm-hmm. are there. Yeah. yeah. And a sort of maybe sort of lightly dabbing their foreheads, maybe a sort of droplet <laughs> of sweat. And sitting next to one of those and being like oh look I can see that my rotations per minute and my elevation or whatever are more than her yeah it makes me feel like oh yeah my big old thunder thighs are gonna absolutely just run you into the ground mate yeah (laughs) I think comparison is often the thief of joy but sometimes sometimes oh sometimes it's the bringer of joy (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh I feel so mean saying that but it is sometimes Only if you've, I suppose, coming from the perspective of somebody who's often felt not very good at sport and because I'm female and curvy and all of those things. So I only say that in a very loving way Mm -hmm. from the point of view of somebody in that, you know, area of bodies that when I finally feel like there's something that I can keep up, if not take over a little bit with... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I can barely get my head out yeah. of the out of the gym door when I leave because I'm so oh so god for those myself. of us and I'm speaking for myself rather than for you but for those of us that were always picked last at PE the mm-hmm. the, the very idea of not being right at the back at something is yeah is quite joyous yeah. quite joyous because yeah I was never for but I did I did make a massive mistake in spin mm-hmm. yesterday huge massive i wore gray <gasps> leggings oh did you have uh, the, did you have bum cheek patches kind of or... well to be honest it was more yeah more more intimate than bum if you can more see what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that wasn't great oh no yeah it was yeah, it gotta was a be dark the black spinning leggings. room Black leggings, yeah. I was like, what yeah. a rookie error. I mean, that's ridiculous. Never wear grey leggings. Let's to talk spin. about that though. This is weird. <laughs> why are why are spinning rooms dark? Why are we pretending to be like in like a sort of club, like club? Yeah. Why is well, maybe... why are there strobe lights and and darkness? I don't I I wonder if it's maybe they saw me coming and they were like this is just to oh she's got the grey leggings on today Mrs yeah. grey leggings at the back there who's <laughs> clearly going to get sweaty crotch <laughs> is that what it is I don't know maybe that's it we shall have to maybe. ask a spin instructor yeah. I don't know I don't know what it is I don't know it's really weird but and I, I thought it, it, it was actually particularly weird at the gym I was at yesterday because there was only five of us doing it it did seem a bit weird it felt like like when you were sort of five years old and you turn up to a children's disco like and you're the first one mm. there or or in yeah. fact the last one on the dance floor it, it, it was just it, it did feel quite isolating yeah. and a bit odd um Maybe when there's hundreds of you and there's lots of lights, it's a good thing. But yeah, maybe I don't, I don't know. 
tell me about, I mean, are we harping on about this too much? I'm just Probably. excited to talk about spinning because no one else <laughs> wants to talk about it with me. Yeah. yeah. What's your class like? Do you have songs and you sort of do a hill climb during a song? Do they mix it up a bit? Are you doing sprints and hill stuff? Yeah. And- well, bearing in mind, this is the first spin class I've done in about three or four years. Mm. It seemed to follow the same kind of pattern as the last ones I've been at, where, oh God, the instructor was lovely. I really liked him. But basically, Aww. there was, yeah, each song was a thing. Um, and we had a kind of a warm up and then he told us that we were going to have three hills, I think. And, um, one of them was like a steady one. And then one was a mental one. Um, and you, lots of getting up out your seat and sitting back down and up and out and blah, blah, oh, blah. Oh, yeah. That's one yeah. thing I quite like about the, the, the new spin instructor that I've got now is she doesn't do too much of that. I get a really sore ass doing that. I, I've got an incredibly sore bum today. Well. Yeah. Again, again, not not really the bum. More, yeah. I think yeah. I could politely I know call it exactly the, the bit. <laughs> yeah, it's just spin spin seats are not made for women, are they? No, I don't think that they are. No, have you seen? Because you can maybe get bike they're seats. not. I was doing a classic woman there, and I was accepting that it's just uncomfortable. Full stop that's the end of that no maybe you're right maybe they're just not designed for women they're not designed for women because bike they're seats not comfortable at all they're not comfortable bike bike seats for for like proper proper cyclists you get bike seats which have got a hole in the middle of them for women don't you so that all your doodah can kind of like you're kind of well, basically, your fanny can sit in the middle of it and not be crushed yeah. by a horrible, oh God, like hard a sort seat. of slightly weird massage table. <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine the view from underneath. Oh. Um. <laughs> oh, that's really tickled me, though. That probably is a very good way of. of of doing it uh, yeah well apparently I, I remember yeah cycling yeah those those bike seats that's what they're that's yeah they're supposed to look like that for women but yeah, I mean, yeah. no not at all the ones that <laughs> no not that in spin. Are, in, are in my spinning class no, no. They're, they're not comfortable to a point that when there's one where we've got to do lots of standing or hovering oh yeah that's I, it's I, such a relief isn't it yeah it's such a relief yeah, yeah. even though it's a bit sore on the old legs I think oh please can we do a bit of a bit of <laughs> a bit hovering, hovering in this one <laughs> yeah. yeah tell you what that brings me on just because we're in that area and I do mean that kind of gynecologically um yeah I, um, there was something I wanted to talk to you about um and it was because of um it's because of something that we talked about in the national running show which I'm not sure I've spoken about have I spoken about it on the podcast yet? I probably I might have touched on it, but um I don't think we've we've discussed any obs and gyny. Have we from... not? <laughs> How not astonishing! From, not off the back of the national running show <laughs> in general, I'm sure. But how peculiar! Um, so um, at the national running show, um, which was amazing, and I had the best time. Um, one thing that happened was that I had a chat with Rachel Woolston from Girls Around the World um, uh, on one of the stages. And we were having a talk about 
perimenopause and running and training. Um, and it was, it was, it was very much a chat where she had all the advice and I was just being the naive onlooker kind of thing, which is kind of my, mm-hmm. my role in life, I think. Um, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the, we, there were some questions from, it was a really, really lovely load of people there that were listening, like loads more than I was expecting. I thought there was going to be about five and there were hundreds. Um, well, that's what it felt like. Um, and Aww. one woman, um, asked a question. It was a very general question. Um, and it was about, um, it was about stress incontinence, essentially. Um, and I'm not entirely sure what she was asking. I can't re- really remember. But what I do remember is that my answer was not good enough. And I just thought, you know, it's worth let's, and I think it's because I was just caught off guard slightly. Um, and I think I, I think that's it'd be something let, let's, let's have a chat about that because, mm-hmm. um, because it's such an important topic and particularly for women runners and particularly for women runners post kids. Um, and I, I, it's just like this, it's, it's such a kind of, it's such an important thing. And also I think at the show I was talking to, um, uh, the owner of BP3, um, who's a company that, that this is a company that makes really nice period pants. Um, oh, yeah, I love those. Yeah, they're, they're fantastic. They are, they are really mm. lovely. Um, and she's great. Um, and, but it kind of, it struck me that in the, in the context of this conversation with this lovely woman at, um, at the NRS, that I realized that kind of what was really good about it was that she'd asked the question and she felt able to ask the question because it's, it's a big question to ask about like basically peeing yourself when you run and to Mm -hmm. ask that in front of loads of people. And I think that's kind of the way I want to talk about it is kind of, it's twofold. It's kind of like, that is really important that we need to normalize this conversation because loads of women pee themselves when they run. And it's something that we need to talk about and we need to acknowledge. And um, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just an important, Unfortunately, it's an important fact of life that it lots mm. of women suffer from this, and it is acutely embarrassing. Um, you know, it's happened to me. It's just it. It's so humiliating. Um, and not it, it, people don't even necessarily need to know. You know, it's not that onlookers would ever necessarily notice. Some might, some won't. No. But, but to, for you to to experience it, just to experience it. It's so um, infantilizing. It's you know you're just thinking yeah you know it's awful. It's a horrible. I can loss see of that. And it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not really yeah embarrassing in the way that like I mean it's you know all, all of these things shouldn't be should they but they are mm-hmm. because we're grown up people and we have emotions about these things. But yeah, yeah it, I don't I don't think anybody would really te- be able to tell. No, not in a black legging. Not certainly not in a black legging. Mm. Certainly not with two pairs of period pants on as well, as some of us like to do. And like, yeah. So I I think it's it's interesting you calling it infantilizing because it's like, why would that be embarrassing if nobody else can see? But it's about how you view yourself, isn't it? How you feel, yeah. And running should be about feeling empowered and feeling like, oh my goodness, look at all of this amazing stuff my body can do. Mm. Not about feeling small and. Yeah. rubbish about yourself and all of those yeah, exactly. things but also uh, the other big thing that I don't think that I talked about at the running show is that 
while we absolutely need to normalize the conversation about it because it's such a kind of it's such a an it's such a, a pervasive experience that you so many women experience mm. it and experience it in shame and alone um and uh, and there there is an issue here because of i think because of a lot of adverts on tv and stuff there's an issue where women are made to feel as though it's expected that yeah. um, after you've had a kid or when you're bouncing on a trampoline, you can have one of those oops moments um, or if you sneeze and they kind of, it's kind of, it, it's opening up a dialogue that makes it a slightly funny and be always expected. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what that aisle in boots is for. And that's what these, you know, various kind of solutions are for kind of thing for this expected physical thing that's going to happen to women. And I feel quite strongly, and I've spoken to um, Juliet McGrattan about this, and I've spoken to yeah. a number of people about it. It, it, particularly when it comes to stress incontinence, which there is various different versions of incontinence. But with stress incontinence, particularly when it's being brought on by childbirth, that in most cases it can be stopped. It can be yeah. it can be reversed. It can be kind of made better. It can be cured, and I think a lot of women, in their shame, don't because they feel embarrassed about it. Don't realise that they can access help, and that the first thing that you should do if you wee yourself when you're on a run, and you've never done that before, and it, it was unexpected, and you didn't realise that that was going to happen. And if it starts becoming a regular thing, then the first thing that women should do is go to the doctors and mm. access some help. Because there, I mean, there there are some cases where it, you know, I'm I'm not saying that every single case it can be um, cured, but in the in most cases it can be. We don't have to sit there and suffer and go, "Oops, I'm not going to jump on a trampoline." Mm. You can you can sort it out and jump on as many trampolines as you like and go for runs. You don't have to put up with it. So it's really I interesting hearing it because I think that I always maybe naively thought as somebody who hadn't experienced it, that that kind of narrative was quite positive and quite nice and quite like, oh, you know, you shouldn't feel ashamed. This is just a, you know, a thing. And, you know, that showing adverts about it on the telly or whatever was like a good thing. But that was all I realized. And yeah, quite a, mm. quite a naive, just lack of understanding of it because I had no idea that until we've been talking about it quite a lot recently and Juliet's written some good stuff for us about it and things that it's kind of yeah educated me a little bit more about how it's we shouldn't have to accept those things what I think what I'm saying is what I thought was quite a nice feminist thing of you know women's bodies we should be talking more about what happens to women especially after they have children and that actually I've gone swung completely opposite way in the last couple of weeks and especially listening to you then that I think actually it's quite a come on we can be better feminist than this in saying that we need to properly give give women the medical treatment and help that they need and get rid of any stigma around yeah exactly and I just think about the conversations I've had with friends about this and the way in which it is portrayed in those adverts and stuff is that there's just you know that that kind of that there's a there there are more conversations about it and that is great but 
it's kind of it, we just sort of need to nudge those conversations into kind of educating mm. where education is needed that help is out there that you know it's kind of there are exercises you can do there is support you can get from your GP that GPs whether they're men or women are going to be completely sympathetic yeah. and that they will they will immediately offer you help and advice and 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 and, and it's kind of just bearing in mind that yeah that, that in most cases this can be eradicated you don't have to cope with it and i think about women i've spoken to and that yeah that that deep deep shame there was a friend of mine i remember her coming back from a meeting and like she was driving a car she was coming back from a meeting in london i think she'd recently had a second child um and she had to use a nappy underneath her bum on the seat of the car because she couldn't mm. she couldn't pull over in time she couldn't and she she just happened to have you know because she'd had a second child and she just she was talking about the moment at which she got home and she had to climb out of her car and admit to her husband what had happened yeah and she was absolutely devastated completely and and she tried to sort of laugh it off slightly but it, yeah, it really or maybe that's the negative me. effect that these like adverts are having, and this kind of narrative around it is having that yeah. it's it actually hasn't necessarily. Well, in fact, maybe by normalising that mm. stuff, it's yeah made it seem like it's something that we should laugh about and that it shouldn't you know be a big deal and that it's only yeah. silly when in fact you know that's not how it feels when it happens to you. No, it, it, I mean, could you and imagine that kind of undermines people's, yeah, I mean, that, that just undermines people's only experience and sort of gaslights them into thinking, oh, I'm being over the top by thinking this is anything other than just a silly accident. Yeah, yeah, yes, mm. exactly, exactly that, exactly that. And I think there's that kind of expectation that it's going to happen. Like, um, I talked to another woman, she was talking about kind of school mum, you know, mums at, at the school gates having that kind of laughy conversation and and just going well you know yes of course of course this happens to me but it happens to every single woman that's had a kid and that's not true that's not true and like my own experience mm-hmm. is that it hasn't happened to me as it as it, as in that it doesn't happen generally and and all the time it I, it happened to me once i remember particularly because it was one of my longest i was doing a 20 mile run yeah, and it, I was coming towards the end of a run, and it and it happened, and I was I was absolutely mortified, and I literally couldn't, and I I just hadn't run that far before, so I think you kind of there is also a kind of a mixture when you're a runner. There's there's also that thing of kind of when you're pushing your endurance, all sorts of bodily functions can go completely haywire. I mean, you know, you just have to follow a couple of ultra runners and trail runners, people that are out you know, from for 12 hours a day. And yeah. I mean, they are weeing and pooing themselves all over the place, men and women, you know, because of the, the movement of running. Um, so it all goes, all goes wrong when you start doing these kind of huge endurance feats and stuff. Um, yeah. But I think that's all the more reason why uh, the running community needs to talk about it more. Mm. But, um, yeah. yeah. Well, so we can dis- distinguish as well, like, mm-hmm. Maybe it's not always because of a pelvic floor issue. Maybe, like you said, that there's, you know, an element of 
running is going to churn a lot of stuff up in you sometimes and it's just going to happen but the whole yeah I guess the whole point of all of that is that it you shouldn't be too embarrassed to go to a GP and you should realize that it's you don't have to just accept that Mm -hmm. and get on with it like which we so often as women are just sort of told that we have to do with various health issues because historically people can't be asked to work them out yeah like yeah that we don't you don't just have to go oh dear what a shame I guess that's just running at at my age that's just running at my age do you know and it's such a huge Mm. barrier and I was there's um a friend of mine also who said um I was asking if she was going to do um a local half marathon and she said absolutely not that she couldn't run more than 10k um and I was saying, oh, are you sure? Because 10K is quite a long distance. And I'm sure that, and she sort of stopped me. Yeah. And went, no, no, no. She said, no, 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 I can't do more than 10K because I'll wet myself. And that was just the end of the conversation. Mm. And uh, and it was like, well, that's something that needs, you know, that that's what people need to be thinking about when they when they say something like that. That's not the end of the conversation. It's not like, I can't do no, that. No, don't accept that that means that therefore you'll never be able to run a half marathon if that's something no. that you really want to do. That's so sad. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But what's, what's really sad about it is she wasn't sad about that fact. She mm. just thought that that was normal. And it's not normal. Yeah. It's not normal to, to run 10K and and pee yourself you 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 know it's it's a normal experience but it's not normal to have to live with it you know you can you can fix it it shouldn't have to be normal kind of thing like yeah yeah so anyway i've got all cross about it look at me i've i'm getting really cross about it (laughs) thank you though for instilling a bit of that crossness in me because i didn't really understand it that much before no huge amount about it definitely before working at women's running i completely thought that it was a normal thing and in Mm. fact if somebody had said it's not i probably would have got cross at them and been like don't make these people feel don't make people feel embarrassed or or that it's not you know that it's it's and that's i suppose maybe where it's come from Mm. But that's a lazy answer, isn't it? Well, Just saying, no, oh, it's, it's not. totally normal, don't worry about it. I think it's like that stops us from having to do the real work in going, it shouldn't be normal. Let's let's see yeah. what we can do about let's this. Do, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mm. think, you know, I, and I've followed enough accounts from women who are just like, look, if if men started peeing themselves on a kind of regular basis after the age of 40 they do something about it mm. you know there'd be campaigns there'd be charities there'd be this and I don't know if that's true or not um maybe it is <laughs> I don't know but I think it's definitely true with the amount of bloody Viagra stuff you see about the place <laughs> yeah, know. you know what I mean I mean come on what's more important probably not weeing yourself yeah well. I shouldn't start I shouldn't start making comparisons that I don't know anything about but yeah. basically completely think that if men started weighing themselves at age 40 we would see all sorts of information about how to not do that and solutions for men all over the shop yeah exactly and that they would be can yeah. you do pelvic floor exercises as a bloke though yes you can yes you can can you and yes you absolutely can and i've been going on at dave about this so um yeah i remember uh speaking to a friend of mine 
many years ago, pre-kids, um, a chap, and he said that um, his wife had been told to do pelvic floor exercises um, because she was pregnant and that she had said to him, I don't want you wetting yourself when you're in your dotage. Can you do them at the same time? And what she did rather cleverly was she put little red stickers so a tiny little dot in front of the sink uh the washing up sink and at the the other end of the shower and what that did was just every time they saw it it would jog their memory and they'd quickly do a couple of you know zip and tucks which I'm doing now as I speak I'm doing them too (laughs) (laughs) I was panicking as you were saying it and I was like god I better start doing them yeah so boys can do this and boys should be doing it. Their pelvic floors mm-hmm. are there. It is a thing. And if they want to kind of, a you know, have good like bladder control, um, but also, I mean, I think it has a, a massive effect on kind of, oh, you know, sex and stuff. It's just, you know, you have yeah. to, that kind of... Zipping, zipping and tucking is 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 good for for both parties, basically. Yeah. So, um, okay. Yeah. Zip and tuck. We should all tuck. be doing more of that. We should. We absolutely should. And I, I don't do it and enough. To, well, well, I don't do it at all. I don't think. No, I do, I, I only do it when I very occasionally have these conversations about <laughs> pelvic floor health, where suddenly I start going fuck. Yeah. And just doing loads of them. As soon as someone says pelvic floor, it makes you go, there we go. Yeah. yeah which is good. Everybody listening, whenever you think about pelvic floor, do a few. Also, a yeah. rare thing that you can do while you're just like watching telly. Yeah. And no one needs to know about it. Unless no, you're doing the wrong No one wrongly. needs to know. No. No. Yeah. Um, so, um, and so I'm going to move swiftly on from our pelvic floors. Um, <laughs> To be to be returned to to be returned to, um, mm-hmm. I had a letter um, in, and I wanted to talk about that because I thought it was absolutely genius, and it's got like a really neat little um, thing that means that I can sh- I can talk about something else basically. So I'm quite ple- I'm quite Ooh, pleased about this. Okay, quite cool. A little okay. neat segue. A little nice. I didn't want to say segue again because I say segue too often on this podcast. But I, I do as well on this podcast. I it's do. only because I learned how to pronounce it 10 years ago and I've been saying it ever since. Um, yeah, whenever you say it, do you think about the spelling of it and feel yes. slightly smug that you've said it right? Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah, because of, you know, <laughs> being sort of 31 and saying Seague and someone looking at me and going, yeah, no, 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 Esther. No. Um, <laughs> anyway, tell me, read to me. Right. Okay. So we have had a letter from a lovely woman called Rachel. Um, and she was talking about motivation, about running motivation and how you get, how, how you kind of motivate yourself to run. Um, mm-hmm. So she has had this I genius idea this, this week. This is great. This is really, really good. Um, so she's, uh, she says she started working in Manchester. So um, she had lots of very interesting places for her to, to run around, lots of lovely streets and, and beautiful buildings. Um, so, um, but anyway, she's, she's working there, but she's got to commute in and she's got less time to run. So she said she's had, she's made loads of excuses about running, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so she decided, this is completely off her own back, she decided that she was going to visit statues, landmarks and places of interest during her run. Now, listen to this. So far, she says, I have run to the statue of Emmeline Pankhurst, Alan Turing and Gandhi. 
How cool is that? Oh, we love that. <laughs> I love those choices as well. Great choices. Um, so she said, um, this morning I almost stayed in bed as I planned to visit Gandhi the previous day. It motivated me to get up. <laughs> And she says, it's made her realise what amazing things there are in Manchester that she's never appreciated before. How cool is I that? I love that. Oh, I love that. That has genuinely made me think that this weekend for my long run, mm. I'm not just going to, I, I do the same route all the time and then I'll sort of add maybe a little extra loop yes, on or something if I need I'm to do more mileage. Too. Yeah. No, no more. I'm no going to go more. find something interesting. Find something interesting. And I, I, mm-hmm. mean, I saw on Instagram just the other day, there was, there's a runner I follow, uh, one of many, and she said that it taken her, she was doing a 5K, and she's a quick, she's a quick runner. She, she was doing a 5K, but she decided to take an hour to do it. So she went slowly, but she also stopped and took loads of photographs of where she was going. And then, you know, and then nice. back again. That's so a little that's bit like forward. that thing I did. Remember when I went on that, um, it was a press thing and it was to a hotel and um, they'd done a sort of thing where they gave you a map on your way. Yes, on I your thought it arrival. was genius, a running map. It was really yeah. clever and I loved doing it. And that was exactly what it was like. It added up to about a 5K and it <laughs> took me like an hour. It wasn't a, a 5K if you're wanting to do a speedy run at all. But yeah. it was so much fun. Like you tootled around to different, yeah, different statues. There was diff- there were different art pieces and sculptures, and there was even a one that um, you had to get an app for, and then you point your pointed your phone at a oh. bit, and it all kind of came to life. It was so cool. That is so cool. Oh, I, I, I loved doing that, and yeah, I'd completely forgotten. Um, about that experience and yeah, yeah I think we should we should all do more of that we when we're that. actually making our runs an activity where we're yeah. seeing things and learning things and being being a tourist in your own in the only where you live kind of thing. I mean we can't all run to Emmeline Pankhurst which is a, a massive shame but I would you love know, that would that be would amazing to, wouldn't that be amazing be so but we've cool. got you know we live in we'll, Bath we'll, there are we'll plenty of Jane places. Austen it, there's not a statue of Jane Austen. There's is there? not a statue, but there's the bloke that stands outside her house with a, with um oh, with a top oh, yeah. hat on. We could go yes, to him. We could, we could go to him. <laughs> <laughs> we could, he was voted we, one of the most influential people in Bath, actually. Just was he? Oh, as, a, as a fun fact, yeah, fun fun fact. Um, yeah, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mr. George and bewhiskered gentleman. What else have we got? Yes, we've got the he, Bath that's Abbey. Exactly him. Yeah, he's George and bewhiskered. We've got, we've got the, the Abbey. Abbey yeah. Yeah, we've got, um, we've got the Avon. We've got various parts where we can go and see different parts of the Avon. We've got... Pulteney Bridge. Pulteney Bridge. Yes, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, the, lovely. The lovely Weir there. The lovely Weir. Yeah, there's loads of things. I'm sure we could all think of wherever we live, even if yeah. we live in, I don't know. I was going to say Slough. That's really unfair. I don't know anything about it. It might be a lovely place. But I'm sure we've mm. all got... <laughs> <laughs> uh, have I'm I not sure told you about my experiences got... of working in Slough? <laughs> I, I didn't know you worked in Slough. Well, no, I didn't. I used to go and have meetings there, and oh. uh, there was a company that I used to work for. And I, all I remember is driving in on a particularly rainy, miserable day. And I'm sure that there are parts of Slough that are are much lovelier than the kind of the main bit that I was going through. Um, but there was a there was a second hand car dealership on the way in that had a big poster up that says we take the owl out of slough, which I thought was amazing. 
but it didn't. It didn't take the hour out of Slough. Not no. that morning. Not not a car dealership. <laughs> of, of of all the things that could take the hour out of Slough, it wouldn't be not a, no <laughs> not not a second hand car. <laughs> it's very strange. Anyway, well there you go. If you live in Slough. Yeah. Run to a car dealership. There there's we go. Plen- I'm sure. I'm sure there's plenty of history that you can. Uh, there must uncover. be. There must yeah. be. Um, right. And so this is my segue. My segue mm-hmm. is that I've also been invited to run um, the local landmarks 10k. Now you you've probably heard of London landmarks half or or mm-hmm. 10k whatever. Um, but the local landmarks 10k, this is quite a new thing. Um, and it's, so it's by the landmarks people. Um, and, uh, they kind of, they do this in partnership with Tommy's, which, uh, this is the charity that funds research into stillbirth, premature birth and miscarriage. Um, so, Aww. so it's a, it's a brilliant charity. Um, and so on the 20th of February, so that's coming up very, very soon. The local landmarks is um, is doing a virtual 10k, so you can do it wherever you live, um, and it's about celebrating your local landmarks. Now, and that can be like um, a really nice post box or a tree, but it could be the Bath Abbey or it could be Emmeline Pankhurst. Um, so yeah. it's it's kind of you you plot your own 10k route, make it as interesting as possible, um, and and then you know take a picture of you know where you you know, your local landmarks, basically. Oh, that's um, great. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. There's also, there's also, because I have to I have to say this, that there's um, the London Landmarks Half. That's still taking place this year. That's on the 3rd of April. So, you, and I know that you can still, I think, just, just enter via Charity Place. I think you can by the time this podcast goes out. Um, but you, there's still time to sign up to this local landmark. So that's in a couple of weeks on the 20th of February. Um, so I'm going to do mm. that. I can't wait to do that because actually it, it felt like selfishly, it's brilliant for me because it's a 10K the week before I do the Brighton half. So it's my yeah, taper so that's week. that's on your taper. I was going to mm. say, I might I might have to either be just be very dull and do another long run through the bloody two tunnels or I might have to incorporate a slightly longer run into some nice landmarks oh do you know what I might do the two tunnels for it because I only did it last year when I did that the other race the other 10k but what it's going to do for me (laughs) to have those two things in mind that it's it has to be my taper week and it's the local landmarks means that I am gonna bloody well enjoy this one and I'm going to yeah. run it nice and slowly, and I'm going to take a picture of of the two tunnels or of wherever oh, I, I is. It. I go for a run. Oh, Isn't if you go through the two tunnels, there's that lovely house, and it's shaped like. Sorry, yeah. this is so dull for everybody no. again. Anybody who doesn't live here, <laughs> it's shaped like um, something to do with the uh, card um, suits. Really. I, I didn't know I'm this. Gonna find so- I'm going to find something about it afterwards and send it to you because I'm talking complete bollocks because I can't remember the facts. But I'll look up the actual facts of this afterwards. If you keep running through those two tunnels, there's a big old yeah. grand house and it's yeah. laid out and something about it, each turret is the shape of a suit on the or something. Really? I'll send it to you. That could definitely be a landmark on your landmarks. That's a massive landmark on your landmark. Yeah. That'd be great. I didn't know that. Oh, I love a building, me. It's on the way out to sort of Moncton Coombe. Oh, now that is yeah. really interesting. Yeah, because I, I don't think, I don't think when I did the 10K there, I don't think I went that far. So, no, it's, you've got to keep pushing on past that second tunnel a, a, oh, another really? mile or so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was in pain then. 
I don't I don't remember yeah, looking up. Even. I've only I think I've only made it there once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give that a go. I'm gonna do that. I'm totally gonna do that. Yeah. And there's friend there's friendly donkeys and things around there too. Oh, who doesn't like a friendly donkey? If you can make it through and keep pushing on after both tunnels, which, yeah, Mm -hmm. as I said, I think I've only done maybe maybe twice, I think on a long run. And then when I did the virtual half, yeah, I think those are the only times I've done that. But anyway, (gasps) I'm talking complete shite now. You are not. You are not. You never do. I think you don't give yourself enough credit for your wiseness and and the fact that you've spotted buildings that have something interesting. Yes, that are shaped like suits of cards. cards. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or any running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded using Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. If you like the podcast, you will love Women's Running Magazine. This February, you can become a member for just $9.99 every three months, saving a third off the cover price. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter Feb 22 WRPod at the checkout. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.